Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. What a world, this is Anthony Roberts, host of The Reality Is Where Phil Trim Becomes Extinct, alongside my co-host, Artesia. This podcast is powered by Roberts Media Group your resource for podcast development. For more programming and advertising opportunities, please visit us at robertsmediagroup.co. Now let's get to the motherfucking show. I wondered about that because as you were talking about the comedian thing, I know me and Artesia went to like a spoken word thing a few months back and it was a guy, he was a comedian and he got up on stage and yo, his jokes was shit, bro. I I hate to say that. I I, I feel so bad. I was sitting there, I was like. Who's laughing? That's me. Well, he heard the bass, so uh, he talking about me. Now. Oh, okay. Hey, so. Barry, this is uh, Anthony. <laughs> How hey, you doing, man? Anthony? Yes, sir. Anthony, Anthony, host of the podcast, uh, and Artesia is my co-host. Oh, pleasure. Pleasure to have you. Hey, y'all. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for having me. Where you, so where are you at right now? Are you in uh, Los Angeles? I'm in Chicago as we speak, but I'm driving to Ohio. Doing a show in Ohio. So I'm actually on my way on the road to Ohio. But yeah, I am in Chicago at this present moment. Okay. Next week. Not a problem, not a problem. So I don't know if you heard about the podcast, man, but this, we really just kind of talk just like this. We're already recording right now. It's me, um, Artesia, again, my co-host. We have the homie Spider who's producing this show, man. Thanks, Spider, for doing that. So I want to... What's up, Spider? So I wanted to let the listeners know on this episode of the podcast, we have a special guest. He's um, appeared on Games People Play on BET. He's been on Kevin Hart's Guide to Black History, which is out on Netflix. He's also appeared on Comedy Central Stand Up Revolution and more, man. So I want you guys to um, give a warm welcome to our guest, comedian Barry Brewer. And again, Barry, man, we appreciate you for calling in because I can tell right now you're probably driving or riding along to get to Ohio to do your show tonight. Is that correct? Yeah. But I'm good. I am good. No problem. Thanks for having me, man. I, I appreciate any opportunity. <laughs> so how long have you been uh, doing comedy? Man, I've been doing stand-up comedy 16 years. 16? 16 years. Yes, sir. So yes. Is the whole Chitlin circuit, is that like a real thing for, for like comedians, people who have to, you know, do some of the underground things to get seen and be heard and, and move their way up? Definitely. Um, yeah, it's funny. That you say that now, I remember hearing that growing up just about, you know, certain artists like Aretha and Gladys Knight. But yeah, in the comedy game, it's definitely a chitless circuit. I wouldn't say it really gets you exposure to, I guess, your bigger picture like television or film, but it does really expose you to your peers and other people that's doing it. And it helps you build your following. You know what I mean? There's some people in different towns that really enjoyed you and loved you. Like I just came from doing a show in Omaha, Nebraska. You know what I mean? And it went really well. And now I got some fans for life. Known me otherwise as a comedian that put on a show there. So, you know, like other comedians producing their own shows and they'll 
whatever city they're from and you go in there for a little bit of nothing, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, what was performing. The f- so yeah, it's, I've been doing that. What was the fan base like in Nebraska? I mean, because I mean, only people I've ever known from Nebraska is white people. I know about Nebraska Cornhuskers. That's funny. <laughs> That's about it. So, so what was that crowd like out I, there? It's a lot of black people in the, Omaha, Nebraska. Omaha is very. It's a lot of black people, and it's funny because it's the first thing I said on stage. I was like, I didn't even know we was here. Yeah. Uh, when I was there, <laughs> but they got a huge uh, population of, of, of black people there, and uh, there was some, you know, some others other cultures there as well but uh, of course you know white people's everywhere but yeah. it was a lot of black people at the, the at the show specifically black people um so in omaha the heavy population of black people that's I nice come to discover so shout out to omaha it was great so i know yeah. that um your most recent comedy special is a little bit more to it than just comedy itself i would like for you to share with our listeners more about the initiative behind it Thank you. Yes, my agenda, especially Chicago, I'm home. Um, very fortunate as a comic just to have that out, man. That's like what you aspire to do as a stand-up. With my first stand-up, man, I grew up on the south side of Chicago, and I always wanted to, and I, I have this desire to just want to change my community from where I'm from, which is Inglewood. Um, it's an area in Chicago, you know, very poverty area. And so uh, with my stand-up special, I chose to um, tithe. You know, I go to church, so I believe in tithing. And so I chose to tithe uh, my percentage of my, the, the proceeds from my special to um, two specific uh, Southside, um, a charter school that goes from K to 12 and a, a performing arts high school on the Southside Diet High School um, to, to give that money to them from the proceeds of my stand-up special. And, you know, in hopes that I can, you know, give and help the areas that's needed there. So it's just one of the things I plan on doing, you know, amongst others to help my my city. And that's and and I think that's a big uh, a big thing to do and a dope idea to do because I know a lot of times me and Artesi always talk about how do you find ways to give back to your community and and uh, with everything that happened with Nipsey Hustle, it seems like everybody was already doing certain things in their community, but I think over the last 10 to 15 years for black people, the culture has kind of shifted in my opinion to where we are starting to take more, you know, care of each other and try to give back to our communities. You're still going to have people that's talking about it saying you could have did more, but the fact that you are starting something and doing something off your own dime, contributing, you know, giving money back to your community. I definitely um, respect that. Now with you being a comedian and oh no, no, not a problem, bro. Being a comedian, man, and being in this arena, has being a comedian like afforded you different rooms or different privileges and access in this situation now to be able to do things like that? Or is it still pretty hard to do that? As far as giving back? Yeah, as far as giving back or just having access to speak up for people Uh who don't have a a voice in poverty areas, you know, like, um, what's the name? Right. Yeah, Inglewood. Right. I wouldn't say it's afforded for me yet because I'm still trying to get to a certain level of, of, of uh, popularity, if you will, or, or influence um, and a financial status, you know what I mean? But I think what drives me, or comedy is just giving me uh, um, a platform to speak about it and, you know, to be able to then say, hey, I can use this. Basically, because of my comedy gift or comedy, you know, just kind of making it more of a visibility thing that, oh, this is what he's doing because I'm maybe somebody that's doing it that works a regular job, right? So they probably don't get the, the, the platforms to just discuss and to really speak openly. So I guess I would say, yes, I guess comedy did afford me 
just a bigger platform to share, you know, about what's going on in the inner city and um, show that there's people that do care about their communities and where they come from and not just leaving them behind and moving on and moving to the suburbs and just living their best life, but not trying to make someone else's life better. So um, I was on Windy City Live able to display that and to talk about it. And, you know, people want to know always why, why do you do it? And I just not ever forgetting what, who you were, you yeah. know, not having certain resources growing up. And I don't ever want to forget that because I want to help those who may be like me one day trying to be something. And it might not be, so everybody doesn't have the same innate ability sometimes. So yeah. they might need some other resources that's going to help them get out of the hood, if you will. So yeah. I would love to be a part of that, man. I think that's what life is about. Definitely. Now, I thought the timing of this interview was perfect because I noticed that you have a role on uh, BET's Games People Play. I was actually able to catch the first episode, but when I watched yes. it, by the end of it, I was like, this show really set up like multiple storylines within the the main storyline. So I would like to know what else can people expect from the show and how has oh. this opportunity been for you? <laughs> oh man, this opportunity is really great, man. For real. Just, you know, working with Lauren London and a few others. Um you can expect just more drama. <laughs> <laughs> I can definitely uh, see that. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> the story's gonna get better and better. Um it's gonna be just a lot of excitement. It deals with, you know, uh, you know, for the ladies out there, y'all love drama shows. I just know that. Um, <laughs> but um, a lot of sex and a lot of, uh, <laughs> oh, a lot of uh, it's gonna definitely. <laughs> now you got his attention. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it's just a, it's a great show. Um, they just with the producers and the writers. You know, um, they come from a place where just building characters, really seeing these different individuals, you know, their lives. And it's based off a book called Games Divas Play. Yeah. Um, that was a hit seller. So, so it just really goes through these three women's lives and all these different worlds that they deal with, which is a real, you know, this is real life for some people yeah. that I've actually encountered. So, um, you're just going to see their journey and all the different, you know, ups and downs that comes with it, you know, being the wife of a, of an NBA star who's, who's, who's not disciplined and sleeping around and her friend. And then it's murder. The, the, the thing that I think makes this show special, mm-hmm. it kind of has all these different shows in one, exactly. you know, it has how to get away with murder. With That's what I just thought about, with, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, it has all these different elements that comes to when it surrounds this murder. So, and you have all these different pieces. So I think that's what makes this show special, you know, than a lot of other shows that's on TV. It just embodies all of these different things, man. It was a great opportunity for me, man. Um, so it's been fun, man. I, I'm, I'm on most of the episodes, actually. I, know. I think it's 10 episodes. I'm in like eight of them. So um, I played, you know, Nia, which is on one of the main characters' boyfriend. I'm an IT nerd. So <laughs> it was just, it was definitely, a, it's a drama. So for a stand up comic, to really just get to display my acting and mm-hmm. my, you know, to play somebody that's totally not who I am. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's, you know, it was great. It was great. It was a great opportunity and a great platform to showcase my, my acting ability. So I'm very grateful for it, man. So at this point in your career, I know you said you've been in the game for 16 years. So how have you maintained your sanity 
in the process of getting started, probably working a nine to five, still doing this job and then getting to this point now to where, hey, you're on TV, you know, you have an opportunity to do things with Netflix, with Kevin Hart being on, you know, Comedy Central. I know as an entrepreneur, you know, there are the highs and there are the lows to where it's times where you want to quit. Yes. Right when you want to quit, something like BET comes along and it keeps you going. So how do you manage your sanity, man, and your mental health in the, you know, in the struggle and the successes of doing what it is you want to do as a comedian and an actor? Thank you. Yes, I think it's a great question. I think it speaks directly to entrepreneurship because there's a lot of ups and downs when you're trying to do it, you know, that way. Um, how I've kept my sanity, man, is just truly believing. I always tell people just believing that um, I've been gifted with a gift and I, and believing that it will pay off, you know, put the work in and, and, and try to, you know, be a good person along the way and, you know, you'll reap the benefits of it. That's what I've always bought into since I've started, you know what I mean? So, um, and there's been those moments, some of the things you name along the way that just kind of, I guess, kept me encouraged, like some wins, like, Oh, you'll book this and maybe you won't book something for a while. But you know, because of that one book, you're like, okay, I am good. Yeah. I am meant to do this. You know, that'll keep you encouraged maybe to the next scenario or next opportunity that comes. So in the, you know, I think I just very feel very fortunate and blessed that along the way, there's been moments in my career that's really encouraged me that, Hey, you're, you're good enough. You're, 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 you're meant for this. You know what I mean? So that's always inspired me to keep going. So I don't, I wouldn't say I've had any moments where I wanted to quit because I just believed it was for me, but the financial side of things, you know, definitely picking up little jobs around the way, doing different things, man. I was a, a delivery guy. I worked at, uh, <laughs> you know, I played an organ at church, you know what I mean? That was another way of making money. Yeah. You can still, you can still see me on the organ sometimes, yeah. bro. Get that little money. in. <laughs> like, and I feel, I feel very fortunate to have these different gifts to be able to make money. So um, my life wasn't the average person because I had these gifts that I didn't have to work a lot of nine to five. So, you know, a nine to five is very draining and you kind of can't go on auditions. Yeah. And you can't, you know, leave, leave the city if you get an opportunity to do comedy somewhere. So, you know, I, I think my journey is a little different than others, man. But, you know, to any entrepreneur, my, my, my advice would be just to really, you know, really, really make sure that you, are gifted in this space. Cause I think sometimes people are living in LA, a lot of people, you know, they're chasing dreams and they haven't really counted the cost of what it takes to really make it. Yeah. There's some sacrificing, you know, and if you got a family like I had, it's just, you know, if you got kids to consider, it can be a challenge, man. But I believe if you stick it out and you put the work in, it'll pay off. I wondered about that. Cause I, as you were talking about the comedian thing, I know me and Artesia went to like a spoken word thing a few months oh, back God. and it was a guy, he was a comedian and he got up on stage, oh and God. yo, his jokes was shit, bro. I I hate to say that. I, 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 I feel, say, I feel so bad. I was sitting him. there. I was like, yo, you want to fucking leave? You know how it is when you in a room and it's a black person. Oh. And you watch a black person on TV singing, and it's horrible, and you feel embarrassed like they're a family member. Like that's you what feel I, embarrassed like it's you, my oh, nigga. Bro, that's what I'm I so felt. Like I was that. like, shit. I was like, this dude is terrible. <laughs> and when he got off the stage, like some bro. people, and some people even started yelling from the crowd, and I was like, yo, I ain't gonna never do that yeah. because it takes guts to get on stage yeah. to do that so what, if, what advice would you it give does. a comedian man who wants to get out there who who may not be that good first of all I think my advice to them would be get some friends that's gonna tell you your real shit the they're truth. gonna tell you when you're yeah. good they're that's, gonna tell you when you're bad but what advice would you give a comedian hey, who, who's looking to get out there well, I totally agree with you there you know cause a lot of people want to do some things and, and, and it's not for them and it's very 
hard for some people to buy into that, yeah. you know? So you definitely want some friends or people around you that's going to be honest, but you can't always just buy into that either because everybody doesn't start off great. So there's a, True. you know, there's a thin line. It's a balance with it all because you might not start off great. That doesn't mean you're not going to be great at it. True. You know what I mean? It's Richard Pryor didn't start off great and he became one of the greatest. So, you know what I mean? It's kind of like you got to have a, I think some people that has a knack or a, or eye or ear for a talent or can see something deeper there. So I just think you got to kind of test the waters. All these people are like, man, I'm funny, man. I get on stage. I'm like, well, go test the water. Go test it out. You know what I mean? You know, test it out. See where it is. Get some true, honest opinions from other comedians. The crowd definitely going to tell you the truth. They definitely you know, hopefully, like if you, you know, uh, I don't know where, you know, different cities are different, but you, you come to Chicago or you go to New York, trust me, they ain't going to, they ain't going to be nice about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, so I would encourage them to just have honest friends. Definitely test the waters. You know, don't don't give up on your first try. Give yourself uh, maybe I would say try for a year. You know, try to develop the skill, the craft because you you don't really know. So after you feel like you've given it a year and you really invested some time in it, I think that year will show you whether this is for you or not. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you see some progress and like you was terrible at first, but now you get to laugh. You know, maybe you got strong two minutes. You know what I mean? Maybe you work on one joke that's hilarious, you know? You know what I mean? Like yeah. some some little inspiration, like, okay, maybe you stay longer. Stay, stay trying that, you know? Stick at it. You know, but if, if the dude is doing that a year, and it, let's say the dude y'all heard was like a year in, like, no, maybe that's not for you. Maybe you should yeah. maybe you should manage a comedy club. I'd know? be like, I'd you know? be like a pastor. I'd be that dude, like, you know, in pastors when they be like, and Jesus said, and the crowd be like, yeah, I'd be like, Oh yeah, so they like that. And Jesus said, "Yeah, <laughs> I just ride, I ride it on out for two minutes and then just walk off the stage, man." <laughs> now, before we get ready to uh, let you go, do you have any other upcoming projects or uh, shows you like to share? Well, I just want to encourage everybody if you haven't saw the hour stand-up special, to definitely go check that out. Um, my stand-up special is out on Amazon Prime, iTunes, Google Play. Um, it's on YouTube. It's on demand on cable everything except you verse uh just for people to definitely go check that out i really think that's uh gonna be a classic i know I, when you say that um and uh yeah keep watching games people play every tuesday man that's gonna be a big deal and yeah i got some feature films in the works so you'll you'll definitely be seeing some promotion about that so the actor side is coming out yeah man that was always the plan that's why i moved to los angeles uh it was always the plan to be in television and film uh, so since then, um, you know, I've kind of pr- produced and wrote my own films um, that you can check out on YouTube or follow me on social media, uh, Barry Brewer Jr. So, you know, I've always wanted to aspire to be in those things. So that's why I moved to Los Angeles and been working and, and that's paid off. Um, so, yeah. All right. Well, man, um, where can they find Are you on Instagram? Is it just Barry Brewer yeah, on Instagram? Barry Barry Brewer Jr. Yeah, okay. Barry B A R R Y Brewer Jr. J R on Instagram and actually all all social platforms. All right, and you also guys can find out more about Barry by going to barrybrewercomedy.weebly.com. And uh, Barry, man, we appreciate your time, man. We hope to see you more on TV. Hope to see you more on the big screen, as far as comedy and everything goes. And we wish you well in your career, man. And thanks for your time today. Thank you all. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Y'all probably should go find that dude that wasn't good and, um, you know, take him to church tomorrow. <laughs> so, so God can speak to I'm him so he can find his way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, you have a good one. All right. Talk to y'all later. Thanks.
such a giving just open spirit and then you crack me up you just make me laugh man i don't <laughs> got an open spirit i want to make somebody feel some love you do no, I'm messing you with so you. Much. You make me such laugh. kind words i appreciate it yeah we're doing good how are you guys we're doing good we can't complain y'all almost like twins i, I say one thing y'all answering at the same time <laughs> Oh man So we You know us We're not doing no introductions man We already know You know We just basically Letting everybody know We got the homie uh, Tiffany And Gabriel Silva On the line You heard them on A few episodes We had uh, Gabe on When he was doing That movie with Ben Affleck Mm -hmm. We had him on Another time When we went to Houston Just to visit And he wanted to come Check in and see How we were doing And now We have Gabriel Silva On the phone Because uh, You are gonna be In Godzilla's King of the Monsters Is that correct? Yes, correct. First of all, I want to say, man, I'm proud of you, man. Like, I'm proud of you, and I'm still thrown off by your voice, bro. I know. Your voice is, (laughs) he coming into his own, man. You know, the last episode, his voice is a little squeaky. Yeah. It was changing from, like, him being a a young teen to a mid-teen. So, man, how's it been, uh, you know, doing this acting thing and and doing this Godzilla thing, man? How did you get into this? How's it been? What do you feel about the movie? Do you think it'll do well? Like, tell me a little bit about it. It's a Godzilla movie, so of course it's going to do well. True. And how how I got into it all is I was just acting and I was auditioning. And the funny story is I'm terrified of clowns. <laughs> so for the audition, I had to be terrified, but I'm not terrified of Godzilla. So my mom just showed me a picture of a clown. And as I started freaking <laughs> out, then she pressed record on the camera. <laughs> the secrets of the mom. <laughs> <laughs> Now I was gonna ask, like, now how old are you now, Gabe? Are you is you thirteen? I will be fourteen in a few days. Okay, so you have to get over this fear of clowns, you, because I mean, at some point, I know you know, people you that know. are way older and they're still afraid of clowns. Well, you gonna have to be able to like be like Arteezy when she sees dogs, like she's afraid of them, oh, but yeah, she's too. learned to control it now because I will not have her embarrassing me in public. So what you have to do, <laughs> what you have to do, Gabe, is you have to learn to in just inhale. Hold that fear in and act out through it. That's what you got to do. But you can't show it because you can't be you can't be on no date with a girl and then a clown come out and you lose it. That's gonna be the last day for you, brother. Yeah, so, I agree. But you're right, man. Godzilla's gonna do great. I was watching the um, NBA playoffs last night and I know they did a, a commercial mixed in Godzilla in the playoffs. So I was like, oh shit, Gabe's gonna do this movie's gonna do really good. I'm excited for him. And I feel like over the last three years I've known you that I've kind of watched you grow up a little bit. I'm an honorary member of the Cactus Nation with you, man. So I I feel privileged. So with this movie, man, like, have you gotten a big head yet? I mean, your last two movies have been pretty good. Never. No. No. Mommy won't let him. (laughs) So he still does. He still does dishes and makes his own bed. So. I got night. my yeah. mosquitoes in the garage. <laughs> yeah, he does chores still. So yeah, no. <laughs> did you guys see an actor this time with uh, you know, being on Godzilla? Did you see an actor that kind of blew you away, or you were surprised to see once you got on set? Yes, I did. Um, Elizabeth Ludlow. She played in The Walking Dead. She was fantastic. A great actress. That's what's as well as pretty much everybody there. 
did you have any fear? I know you said when you met Ben Affleck, you were a little whatever. So did you have any nervousness or fear of meeting any of these people or acting alongside with them? No, not really. And everyone was lighthearted, especially um, O'Shea Jackson, Ice Cube's son. Oh, I forgot he is he in was, that. Yeah, he was hilarious on set. I can see that. Yeah. He looked like his daddy. Man. Every time I see him, I'm like, that's crazy to spit out something that looks mm-hmm. exactly like you, like a twin. So, And then uh, what's funny is we were stuck there because of the storm. So we were there for extra time. So we hung out with um, Anthony Ramos. He's one of the um, other actors on set yeah. and his mom. And he played in Hamilton. I still have yet I've, to see Hamilton. Yeah. But it's here in Dallas. I was going to tell I'm you. I'm not supposed to go see that shit. Yeah. For like 400 bucks. <laughs> For like four hundred bucks. No, mm-hmm. but it's like I don't know. No, nah, I'm not going. I'm, I'm not going. You don't. Go you're not that. interested. No, I'm, I'm just. To, I'm excited to see the movie. I I I've saw ne- the trailer. I I will admit I haven't watched any previous Godzilla movies. I've only watched the one that came out in like the seventies. That was the original like Japanese one that everybody <laughs> liked. I think that's all right. You don't have to watch them all uh, to, for the new ones to make okay. any sense. Yeah, but it's different when you know somebody that's in the movie. Yeah. So I'm excited to watch it. Yeah. Yeah, I saw a real on the on the NBA trailer. I saw you swinging on something like the wind was blowing, and you was caught on something. Am I correct on that? Because I, I saw stunts, you, I did my you did your own stunts. Yeah. Did you break anything? No, no. So was this was this one of those things you volunteered to do, or did they say, "Hey, you know, we got this scene"? I volunteered tribute. Okay. <laughs> you volunteered as tribute. Yes. Wow. <laughs> And I, you know what last time we interviewed you in Houston you were saying you like to do all these multiple things mm-hmm. so go ahead and add stuntman to it that way you know if it's a movie that you're not on the big screen you can at least be doing you know a stunt <laughs> you know maybe a little kid getting punched in the chin or something you could be on there getting taking a blow put that little green thing on so you can you know or be a uh, or, or be one of those cartoon characters and do the green screen thing Mm-mm. yeah I had a lot of fun doing all the stunts yeah so Tiffany, how how was it like? Being, were you able to be on set while he was doing some of this actor? I did. I was on set. Um, you know how I am. I like to be in the corner yeah. and you know get any attention brought to me. Yeah. But you know, just watching him this go around from the first time, I could see the maturity and the fun that he was having. Um, he just literally became one of the group. Yeah. And it's kind of funny to just to see him literally hanging out with. You see O'Shea Jackson and then Anthony Ramos and Little Elizabeth and Gabe. Yeah. So it's kind of mind blowing. Like you said, um, and Gabe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, you know, he kind of became the leader at times of the group. Yeah. And I was like, well, these are grown people. Please stop ordering them around. Yeah. But, it, you know, it, and they laughed with him and gave him a nickname. He's, you know, G. Yeah. I'm like, oh, well, hello, G. And, you know, <laughs> It was, you know, it was funny just to kind of see him look up to these professional seasoned people and not necessarily, he did admire them, but not necessarily become starstruck. He just became their teeny tiny colleague. So it was neat to watch. How is it like just sitting in the corner and while you're sitting in that corner, like, you know, the things that you guys have been through, you know, the things that you've sacrificed. I know you talked about, you know, giving up certain jobs and, mm-hmm. you know, to, to take him there or working a job and then getting off and then driving three hours away to take yeah. him somewhere to audition and then driving three hours back. So with this being one of, if not his biggest movie of all time at this point, like, how do you sit back and just like take all of that in because yeah, he's there and he's the talent doing that, but he wouldn't be there without you. 
you know, I feel kind of honored just to be mom. Yeah. I feel, you know, blessed that God gave me this, this wonderful gift. Um, and I can enjoy this along with him. It's, it's a unique experience, it's a unique journey, and we're kind of partners in this journey. Yeah. And so it's like, I, I watch my mom and my grandmom and, you know, generations back, how they all supported their children down yeah. the line. And it's just something you do. It's not, I don't think twice about it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, it makes yeah. sense. And Gabe, I was going to say, with a, you, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I was going to say, and just sitting on set, it's kind of surreal. Okay. And, I, you know, make you laugh. We were in the, we went to go see Avengers and his trailer came on. And of course I had the first teenage embarrassed moment with Gabe. Yeah. <laughs> I was sitting there watching the trailer bawling. I'm like, Oh my God, that's yeah. you. Oh my God. That's big, man. Yes. Put me on a guy's little commercial. Hell, put it. me on a Twinkies commercial. I'd be happy. Yeah. I know when I saw it, I felt the same way. And I'm like, you know, you're yeah. his mom. Yeah. So I can only imagine how. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I saw him blowing in the wind on that NBA playoffs commercial. I was like, damn, that's Gabe. Hold on. <laughs> Nah, man, but uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say, I know we're getting the Godzilla promo in, but I know when we talked uh, a while back, you were telling me he's also uh, doing something in support or to speak out against domestic violence. So I kind of wanted to highlight that, too, because it's coming up pretty quick, right? Oh, yeah. The Charitable Celebrity Golf Tournament. Mm -hmm. And it's supposed to raise awareness for domestic violence. And it's um, kind of treatables. They always, it's an um, organization here in Houston, Texas. Yeah. They um, work with the Texans yep. and they support uh, various, various causes. Yeah. And this year it's in, you know, it's, it's an honor um, of DeAndre Hopkins's mom's okay. organization to, to help bring awareness to domestic violence. Mm -hmm. So everything they do, Gabe is kind of on board. Nice. So when is it? When it's Monday. Oh, okay, okay. I see, Gabe, you getting better. At, uh, you know, getting a little bit better at the interviews. You know, when you first started, when we would do interviews <laughs> with you, you were like straight to the point. I'd be like, "Hey, Gabe, hey, uh, is it a taco shop outside?" He'd be like, "Yes, yes. It's a taco shop." <laughs> like, is it green? Is it blue? Is it brick? Now you're giving us a little bit more, but you still get them hard stops. Yeah. Like, yeah, I was in Godzilla's yeah. movie and I met so and so. Yeah. <laughs> Like oh, you gonna give you gonna, you gonna give me something else? <laughs> but you, but you've gotten better, man. You've gotten better. How how are you uh, going along with your growth during your teenage years? Because your life is still different than an average teenager. Are, are is he still being homeschooled? Yes, he's still being homeschooled. Um, and I'm trying to involve him more with kids yeah. and you know his things. But you're right; it's not the normal growing up as a teenager. Nope. Sometimes I kind of worry that when he gets to college, he's going to be like, whoa. Yeah. But then, no, you know, knowing Gabriel, he'll probably be like, now guys, this is what we have to do. We're going to do this in an orderly fashion. <laughs> so, you know, it's kind of just his normal personality doesn't make me worry as much. Yeah. No, nah, I, I thought about that too. Cause I was like, he doesn't really, you know, and, and not to be funny, he's studious and he's mm -hmm. mature. So it's like, yeah. yeah, somebody may be, you know, I could see him going to a dorm room and being like, all right, guys, put the liquor in the cup, at least. <laughs> yes. You know, let's not drink from the bottle. Yes. You know, let's act like yes. we've been somewhere. I can see that. I'm like, Gabe, get out of here. I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> get out of here. You go, you go I mean, on your I'll clean make... side of the room. Exactly. I, I can see it now because we were watching a special um, on HBCUs 
and there was a, a special on Morehouse. Yeah. And so he said, wow, that was neat. I, I want to kind of go visit that. And then he started to try to step. Oh, shit. <laughs> do, you have, do you have rhythm, Gabe? No, I, I nearly broke my leg. Oh. We got to get you. Know you I mean, you can't be black and Mexican and not be able to dance. You got to be able to salsa, a two-step, or something. No, we're gonna have to work on that. Yep. So that's you, okay. Don't feel bad because I don't have any. She has rhythm. no rhythm. Thirty three years in the game, no rhythm, <laughs> none whatsoever. She can't even step I can, forward I can and back and be in the so. same place. I can chair dance so. Yeah, that don't work. That's just your shoulders. Gabe too. RTC, you and Gabe are so y'all are soulmates. Yeah, there the f- the footwork throws me off. I I can't get the footwork down. That's the bad part. So, gay man, what has it been like? I mean, are we still like you? You ain't got a girlfriend yet. Like, what are we talking about? You know, I, I know Miss Tiffany. You know, I'm gonna push that every time I get. Like, what kind? I know. Of, like, what's I going know. on? Because I mean, you've been on this screen. People gonna be start checking for your pocket soon, bro. You taking them too fast? Hey, I'm just trying to let them know. People always ask me, "How do you talk to your niece?" The way I talk to everybody no, else. <laughs> well, I mean, I told him. You know, we've kind of outlined what kind of girls we're looking for. You know, if I had to stress a week in there. <laughs> so we kind of already had that, that talk. And yeah. I asked on a, you know, every blue moon, Hey, you have a girlfriend, you're interested in someone, you know, what, what? And he's like, no, no, yeah. but I'll let you know when that happens. So, <laughs> so Gabe, what, what did you like about the HBCU, man? When you saw Morehouse, what was something that kind of drew you to it for you to want to start trying to step and, and possibly think about visiting? I mean, it was just kind of weird to see everyone dressed up. Yeah. And off the fact that one of my favorite actors, Samuel L. Jackson, weren't there. Samuel Jackson. You know he cusses a lot. Do you? You are we? Are we on the level he of was, letting him cuss he shit? Was no, he slipped up and said shit, shit, soon. Yeah, <laughs> he, he just slipped up and cursed the last time. So, are, is he cussing? Do you got any cursing roles and parts in this Godzilla movie? You know. No, but he asked permission on occasion to curse. Yeah, okay, so I we we've definitely made progress. Yeah, I can't wait to see him drop his first f bomb in the movie, though. That's what I'm ready. He's had he's had some auditions where he has to you know say some curse words, yeah. and you kind of it just doesn't sound right coming out of his mouth. Yeah. You look at him, and he, he kind of laughs after he'll say it, and you're like, dude, you can't laugh if you say that line. Yeah. Have you had your first kiss yet? I gotta ask all no. these questions because I'm see his life is different. His first kiss may happen on the movie set. Oh yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that's that. That's probably what. Yeah, that's what that's I'm saying. Probably what. That's a dope life, bro. Your first kiss may be to a movie star. Like that's some luck. I'm about to cuss Miss Tiffany. That's some lucky shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was what. Uh, what's his name? The Smith. Uh, Jaden Smith. Yeah. His first kiss was. Yeah. The what's that movie he was in? The Karate uh, Kid. Yeah. Oh yeah. If you can hold out on your first kiss to 18, after that, I, I mean, that's hard to do. 18. But it may come because you could, uh, the story that you would be able to tell, you know how what kind of story you could tell a woman when he turns 25 and he's dating, be like, girl, my first kiss was so-and-so. Like, <laughs> what you talking ain't even nothing. <laughs> like, hold out at least until 18. 18 may be able to get you because, you know, 18, you they may let, let you kiss a seasoned actor. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, Gabe, them lips going to be priceless. Oh, my God. <laughs> Telling you, man, keep that keep that in mind, man. That is that's amazing. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Right, you're funny. So with this movie, the movie releases. Uh, is it? It's May 31st. Uh-huh. I think right. May 31st. Yeah, May 31st. May 31st. Where are you guys gonna watch it at? Are you gonna watch it like in your hometown? Are you gonna go to the premiere? 
We're probably going to watch it here in our hometown. I'm not sure if he's going to um, get a chance to do the premiere, but no, we're not sure. It's yet. kind of around his birthday too. So. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you got to do a premiere That's party. A, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Man. I'm proud of this guy. Like it's crazy. And Artiz, I was talking to Artiz when we when we were talking about doing this. I was like, I'm not writing no damn Mm-mm. script. I'm not writing no questions. I'm We've just going to have y'all too long. Yeah, I was like, I'm just going to have a conversation <laughs> exactly. with him, and these listeners just going to have to take that. <laughs> Yep. I mean, we're family. So. Yes. That's where I'm at now. Oh, I just said family just has a conversation. That's it. That's very true. Are you still trying to do like the uh, do your own podcast thing, uh, Gabe? Well, we're working on that. We're trying to figure it all out. Yeah. But I would like to. Yeah. All right. I'm glad I was able to drop that. But I see. I feel like I'm, you know, dropping a seed into you. <laughs> now you're like, yo, I want to do this. Ever since we did that first interview, you've been yeah. having a little bite for it. Mm-hmm. I think being in the studio the last time yeah. was was a clincher. Just make sure it's legit, Gabe. You know, you don't want to be one of these kids putting that stuff out there and it's whack. <laughs> we don't no, do right. If I've learned anything about them, they're going to put out. Yeah, we just need you to be okay. be engaging yeah. and kill it. And stay confident in whatever you do, man. I'm just ready to see you. All right. I'm just, I'm just ready to. I, you know what? I hadn't seen. I think the last Godzilla movie I did watch was back in like. They did one back in like early 2000s, I think. Really? That was the last one I watched because, kind of like he said, anytime yeah, a Godzilla the, movie uh, comes out. It had the Diddy song in it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's that was what like, it was. I think that was late 90s. Yeah. Oh, it was? Maybe. It may be because that's t- uh, around the time when Diddy was hot too, though. Mm. But like you said, a Godzilla movie sells itself. Yeah. Like, it's already going to sell out. No yeah. offense to ja- Japanese people, going to pack that shit out. <laughs> I mean, you're going to have a bunch of Japanese, <laughs> Cambodian people, and then you're going to have yeah. white folks, and and then you'll have a sprinkle of black people, because black people still learning to get into, like, Godzilla. Yeah. I think it's going to do really well in Mexico, yeah. because a lot of, well, you know, it was filmed, a portion mm-hmm. was filmed there. Yeah. Yeah, that's so what he was telling if, us about the Mexican peel, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was, you know, it's just, it was so interesting to see, you know, to, just to go down there and see. I mean, I lived in Mexico, so yeah. but to watch That's him first time. go down there and he's half Mexican, it was kind of funny to see his reaction to being in Mexico. People it was, was, was people like speaking he, to him in Mexican like he spoke Spanish. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And it was funny. He was just like, "Got nothing for you." Is <laughs> 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 it? Is his hair, man? Yeah, I mean, and it was so funny. His the the um, double they had for him looked exactly like him. The um, hair and makeup yeah. lady who did young man's hair was phenomenal. I think Miss Leanne was her name. She was she's amazing, amazing. Yeah. And she told me you know some tips and secrets for Gabriel's uh, products. Yeah. And of course, we went and bought every last thing she said. Mm-hmm. But this young man, it was so funny. I walked up behind him. I was like Gabriel, and I just started talking. And he turned around and looked at me, and I was like, "Oh, you're not, not your gay. kid. <laughs> wow, gay by her looking like pretty Ricky." <laughs> 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 Ain't no wrong yeah, with that, man. Awesome. You're gonna have an amazing <laughs> beard. He's gonna have an amazing beard. I just thought about that, boy. You, you know? lucky. Nah, with that hair on his head, you could cut that shit off and sell it to some of these people around here. <laughs> I told him that. Yeah. I asked. You can bag your hair and make money off that stuff, mm-hmm. man. I'm so I'm trying, I'm trying so hard not to curse. Yes, I can tell. It's a str- if y'all were here, y'all can see his face. Like Gabe he is really struggling. I'm trying my hardest. <laughs> I just did a I just did a t I just did a little radio uh, internet radio show Monday, 
and you know it was more on the don't curse side mm-hmm. boy it was tough yeah oh it was tough I was just I, I, I had to text you yeah, at you was one text point me, like, I was like you can't, can't be cussing I was like oh like okay <laughs> and I think I cussed like one minute later yeah yeah I'm not good at that I mean that's that's you so it is that's yeah. you I'm gonna have to take it He's going to take that, man. <laughs> Gabe, what is it like? Gabe's laughing at you, so he, I, he's okay. He's just sitting here cracking up. <laughs> yep. Ain't nothing wrong with that. So, Gabe, let me ask you this, man. What is it, and this is a personal question about me and you, what is it that that has drawn you, and you can answer this too, Miss Tiffany, what is it that you guys think has drawn you guys to us to where we have connected and we've stayed in contact because we all know you know when you get older it's hard to connect with people it's hard to connect with people it's hard to stay connected but over the last three years of us knowing you guys we've been able to literally I know especially Tiffany you and Artesia talk all the time and me and Gabe we pretty much converse through like social media and stuff but what makes you guys you know stay connected to us I mean I I know me for um from my personal opinion Artesia and I we both have boys um, you know, and single parents and we can relate to each other. And she has such a giving, just open spirit. And then you crack me up. You just make me laugh. Man, I don't <laughs> got an open spirit. I want to make somebody feel some love. You do. No, I'm messing you with you. So such laugh. kind words. I appreciate it. Yeah. It's just, you know, you, that woman to woman kind, you know, mm-hmm. and support. Yeah. And I think for me, it's how you guys, when we met, you supported Gabriel right off the bat and you Thank continually you. support him and lift him up. And, you know, that's hard to find. And it's three years into or four years into our friendship and you're still supporting him. Yeah. And that's you know kind of that's what, hard to find. That's very hard to find. What you know and about I hard to find, you, Gabe? You was like six when we found you. No. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what do you think? I think I'd have to agree with my mom harshly. We tend to do that a lot because we probably think the same. Yeah. We're together all the time, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think what I think for me with, with Gabe, I've I would say what, probably the last three years, mm-hmm. I've really been like, yo, I want a kid. Mm-hmm. And I think I've not the last three. It's it's you, been more it's been a, no, it's been a year and a half. Oh, okay. Yeah. So <laughs> You know, I get I get lost with time. But I, lately I've been like, yo, I want a kid. But even before I started thinking about wanting a kid, I've always had a connection to, to children because my mom had a daycare center growing up. So when I would get home from school, I would help her with the kids, help her whatever. So I've always been able to, you know, interact in jail with kids. So mm-hmm. with Gabe, when I first met him, like I said, it blew me away how mature he was for his age, how studious he was how intellectual he was because he thought outside the box and his critical thinking to me like to be able to talk to a kid and not on some goo goo gaga about to cuss miss tiffany shit like you know for me it's like yo it it just felt normal and then you remind me of my mother uh miss tiffany not in the age range but in the sense of like being there Mm -hmm. and supportive of him because it's very yeah and sacrifices Mm -hmm. because my mother was a, a single parent and I didn't even realize just like Gabe he probably realizes now but you won't really realize how much your mom is doing for you until you're really like 21 24 and your comprehension becomes begins to form on its own outside of what your mom has taught you Mm -hmm. because I would look back at my mom and be like yo when we was going out of town or going to these camps to do this and this and that she didn't have anybody helping her she paid all the rent she paid bought all the food she paid for the car note and she still sent me and my brother somewhere with money to survive while we were there Mm mm-hmm and I don't right. think people right. understand how much that is. So I see a lot of your sacrifice the way my mom did oh. for us in, in Gabe. And I think the fact that you lived your life a little bit before Gabe and now you have a new life with Gabe 
and you've made your life about him mm-hmm. and he's winning because of that oh thank you thank you i appreciate that i really do i do thank her a lot for everything she's done he does the other day he came in and he's like i said he's taller than me a lot heavy he's a heavy bag of bones yeah and he came and got in my lap and gave me the biggest hug and i just kind of looked at him i was like okay number one you're suffocating me number yeah. two i love you but what what do you want and he's yeah. like i just wanted to say thank you and I was like, okay, yeah. welcome. <laughs> that, yeah, and I think that's I think that's another reason why I've get, gotten to a point where I'm like, man, I kind of want a kid because as I've gotten older, you realize the things that you want in life, but sometimes you have to create those mm-hmm. situations or those elements. And the only way to do that sometimes is through a family. Mm-hmm. And then there's days where I'm like, nah, do I really want a kid? Yeah. Do I want to have to take care of this and do that? But there's then, no go back. No, nah, I know it's not. <laughs> Yeah, which is why I don't have one at this time. But, you know, it's good to think about. It's nice to think about and to come across kids who seemingly have their ducks in a row is just refreshing. Mm -hmm. So it's just refreshing. (laughs) Thank you. But we have another interview coming up. And I I wanted to say, man, again, Gabe, thanks for you guys. time. I will be watching the movie. I will actually go to the movies to watch the movie. So we can make sure we try and get some extra coins to y'all pockets. On opening kind of weekend. On opening weekend. Mm-hmm. So if we'll anybody. Okay, well, if we do something here, we'll let you guys know. Please yep. do. So. Please do. And the listeners, Absolutely. if y'all are listening to this, man, please go support the guys of the movie. Again, Miss Tiffany, Ms., uh, Mr. Gabriel. I was about to say Miss uh, Gabriel, but you acting, but you ain't acting that hard. <laughs> but, <laughs> but we want to thank you guys for your time, and we hope to talk to you guys soon, man. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. Not a problem. Yeah, we'll yeah, All right. Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC.